Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like when the tailgate party shows up at your house after the big win. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this could sideline your savings. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. There's plenty to celebrate in March and Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Ready to celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's and iHeart present Women Take the Mic, sharing empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&M's and spread some positivity. From breaking glass ceilings to dominating in sports and entertainment, women truly are unstoppable. And we're back on Dealing Together, where we help good people who fell for bad deals. First caller? I had to buy three identical sweaters to get the fourth free. Ooh, you got fleeced. Next caller, what's your deal? I paid for 20 tanning sessions, but had to use them in a month. Now I'm orange. Ooh, you got burned. Next caller? I traded in my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24+. Plus. Hmm, how's that bad? I got to choose from their best plans. So what went wrong? Nothing went wrong. And you're calling to... To request a song? You want a song. Of course. The choice is yours. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 Plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. This is Lee Habib, and this is Our American Stories, and we tell stories about everything here on this show. And one of our favorite things to talk about is the rule of law in our lives, and it's an easy thing to take for granted, folks. And today's story is from Brian House. Brian is an attorney with the American Civil Liberties Union, the ACLU, which is generally considered to be a progressive organization. 
and so many folks were confused when they defended the constitutional rights of an organization that isn't one. Here's Brian. So this case is National Rifle Association versus Cuomo. It's a retaliation case. And so, you know, the basic legal argument is that the New York state government was retaliating against the NRA because of the NRA's protected expression and viewpoint, and in particular, the NRA's gun promotion advocacy. The specifics of the case are that the uh, New York Department of Financial Services issued a regulatory guidance to all the entities that are regulated by the Department of Financial Services. And those are you know, primarily banks, insurance companies, stuff like that. And the guidance stated something like, you should be cautious about the risks, including the reputational risks of associating with the NRA or other gun promotion groups. And shortly after that guidance was issued, the Department of Financial Services actually entered into two consent agreements, which are kind of like legal agreements not to continue a prosecution as long as certain conditions are met, with two, I believe they were insurance providers that provided certain affinity insurance programs in connection with the NRA. And those consent agreements basically said, you're not going to do any more business with the NRA, period, and they levied a bunch of fines and stuff like that. And so a number of other insurance providers, you know, the NRA alleged at least, a number of other insurance providers, seeing this guidance and seeing the consent orders that were entered against these insurance companies basically got the message that any sort of association with the NRA, you would get the full force of the New York financial regulatory apparatus coming down on you. And the NRA alleged that they basically couldn't get insurance programs and their access to banking services was being jeopardized because all the financial entities in New York State, which is to say most of the financial entities in the country, were getting this message from the state government that any sort of interaction with the NRA was prohibited, whether it was legal or not. So the NRA was basically saying that the New York State government was putting this message out into the water that associating with gun promotion groups and I think the, the guidance that the Department of Financial Services issued here was particularly telling because it didn't say, you know, associating with the NRA and providing illegal insurance agreements, of course, is prohibited. And if you shouldn't engage in these kinds of actions that were subject to the regulatory authority of the Department of Financial Services, they were just saying, if you associate with gun promotion groups, we're going to take a very close look at your businesses. And there's really no reason why the financial services regulator should care about what the advocacy is that insurance providers are, are cooperating with. But when we were filing the amicus brief, there was nothing that really connected that guidance to any law that the Department of Financial Services was directly implementing, right? And the guidance itself just sort of says, you know, be careful about the risks, including the reputational risks of associating with these entities. But it's totally unclear to me what reputational risks have to do with the Department of Financial Services. It really just sounds like they're saying, we really don't like this group and we want you to know that. And we want you to know that in the context of our enforcement decisions. It's one thing for Governor Cuomo to come out there and say, I hate the NRA. It's acknowledged that public you know, politicians identify groups that they don't like and they condemn them. And you know that's generally considered acceptable, although sometimes it can be morally totally abhorrent. But when the context of that statement strongly suggests that the politician or the regulator, or the government official will use their enforcement discretion to punish the person they condemn or anybody who associates with the person they condemn. 
that's when there are First Amendment retaliation concerns. And of course, you know, it's no secret that Governor Cuomo hates the NRA and, you know, has gone on Facebook and Twitter and other social media platforms and said, you know, basically, we're going to try to bankrupt the NRA. And so, you know, we said that at least on the facts as alleged by the NRA in their complaint, they raised a serious concern about whether or not the New York state government was trying to retaliate against them because of their expressive advocacy. And so they said, look, there's at least a question here about whether or not New York's trying to inappropriately leverage its regulatory authority to stamp out viewpoints that it doesn't like, in particular gun promotion advocacy. Now, I should say here that, you know, the ACLU disagrees very strongly with the NRA, and I disagree very strongly with the NRA over its, you know, gun promotion advocacy. I, I think it's abhorrent. But it is constitutionally protected expression, just like the ACLU's expression is constitutionally protected, just like expression by socialists or communists is constitutionally protected, or advocacy by Planned Parenthood is constitutionally protected. And if the New York state government is claiming the power to basically shut down advocacy organizations by choking off their ability to associate with essential banking and insurance companies, then there's nothing to prevent, you know, the governor of Alabama from making it impossible for the ACLU of Alabama to operate. You know, what we like to say at the ACLU is, is First Amendment rights are indivisible. And if you take First Amendment rights away from your enemy today, they're going to be that's going to be used as a justification to take those same rights away from you tomorrow. And so what you want are, are good rules that protect the rights of everybody. And that, you know, when people have constitutional rights that we don't parcel out constitutional rights just to the people we like or just to our friends, everybody deserves the protection of the Constitution. And the Constitution has to be enforced without specific regard to, you know, ideology or politics. Constitutional rights are sacrosanct. And so, you know, that's why at the ACLU, for 100 years, we've been sticking up for the First Amendment rights of people with whom we profoundly disagree, people we condemn. Because we recognize that at the end of the day, the Constitution is meant to protect all of us. And so we felt it was very important to say that, you know, if the evidence bears out that this is what the New York State government was doing, that that would be a First Amendment violation. And so we said the court had to at least let that go into discovery for the NRA to investigate whether or not that was in fact what the New York State government was doing. And you've been listening to Brian House of the ACLU. And what I loved about the ACLU is it, in the end, is defending all of our rights to express ourselves and organize as we see fit. The story of the NRA versus Cuomo here on Our American Story. Folks, if you love the great American stories we tell and love America like we do, we're asking you to become a part of the Our American Stories family. If you agree that America is a good and great country, please make a donation. A monthly gift of $17.76 is fast becoming a favorite option for supporters. Go to OurAmericanStories.com now and go to the Donate button and help us keep the great American stories coming. That's OurAmericanStories.com. This is Our American Stories, and our next story is likely one you won't forget. We have a fascination in this country with large things. Heck, we have a large country. We boast a world record for the largest mailbox, a world record for the largest hot dog cart, and the world's largest working rifle. We'll soon have another world record 
for something large. Here's our own Monty Montgomery with a story. Fitzgerald is a beautiful small town nestled in rural Georgia. A great place to raise your kids, to move to, to live in. And the mayor of this town is proud of that. I'm Jim Puckett. I am the mayor of Fitzgerald, Georgia. Uh, this is my hometown. Uh, means a great deal to me. Uh, we are a, a town of about uh, city and county, about 19,000 people, uh, about three hours south of Atlanta. And uh, we are actually the only town in the United States that was founded in 1895 by, after the Civil War by uh, Confederate uh, soldiers coming together with Union soldiers uh, deliberately to reconcile and start repairing that relationship. Obviously, um, you know, attracting industry, attracting commerce is, is difficult when you're 20 miles off the interstate in, in rural South Georgia. So trying to find everything we can do to make it special. And, and Fitzgerald is a very special place. And of course, it's near and dear to my heart. But I want the, the country and the world, for that matter, to know how special Fitzgerald is. But something is running afoul in this small town. So back in the 60s, the state had some type of experiment where they brought these Burmese chickens to uh, South Georgia. And whatever, there's a lot of different variations of that story, but somehow, some way, those chickens migrated into Fitzgerald. And over the years, they've become quite an attraction or a nuisance, depending on who you speak with. You're very well uh, likely to drive up to a red light on Main Street downtown, and as you stop, see a family of chickens go across the road. We actually have a city ordinance that you can't harm those chickens. So what's happened is we would fly industry in here. We would fly representatives in here. We would... You know, we actually uh, are we, we're into burgeoning into the film industry. Uh, we, we shot several movies here last year. Uh, Bruce Willis shot a film here in Fitzgerald. Um, and so when these people get to town, no matter the attractions that we have, and we have a lot to offer, one of the first things they usually ask about is, hey, I've heard about those wild chickens. <laughs> you know, I, I told people when I got elected mayor that, that you may not agree with everything that I do, but you will never say that I didn't do anything. And so, uh, you know, you use what you have. And I decided one day, you know what? We're going to build a big chicken for them to see when they get here. And this chicken ain't no chicken. It's much, much more than that. In Marietta, Georgia, which is a suburb of Atlanta, there is what, what everybody in the state of Georgia knows as the big chicken. It is a Kentucky Fried Chicken restaurant, and it is a gigantic metal building, and, and it's a gigantic chicken. So it, it's become a landmark. It's been there for years and years and years. People say, go to the, the big chicken and take a ride. So my first thought was, hey, let's find out how big the big chicken is in, in Atlanta, and let's build ours two feet bigger than that. So we'll have the biggest one in the state of Georgia. So we did that, and we found out that it was 56 feet tall, so the, the, the person that we have contracted to build our topiary uh, is Joe Kite. Uh, he goes by Topiary Joe. Topiary Joe has his own website. Uh, he builds these things for Disney, for Steven Spielberg, for corporate America. He's built them all over the world. And, and a topiary is a statue that is made mostly of living plants. It's, it's like a small, it reminds me of, of a chia pet, little bitty tiny leaves. So Topiary Joe was in my office. And he said, Mayor, we can build 
a 58-foot chicken, and it'll be the largest one in Georgia. He said, but the largest topiary in the world is 59 and a half feet, and it's in Dubai. This Mickey Mouse, uh, 59 and a half foot Mickey Mouse topiary in Dubai. He said, so if we go full more feet and get to 62, you'll have the largest topiary in the entire world. I'm kind of a go big or go home guy, so I said, let's do it. And that's not all. You can coop up in it, too. We've got a great tourism director here, and, and, and she, we were all talking one day and, and got to talking about the most interesting B&Bs in the world. And if you Google, if you, if you Google or search on the Internet for interesting B&Bs, you come up with everything from potatoes you can stay in in Idaho to gigantic dogs that you can stay in. And these things stay booked all the time. And so uh, we said, hey, why don't we put a B&B in the middle of this thing and let it be something that, that you can rent out? And number one, just another draw to get people to Fitzgerald, but two, it'll end up paying for itself. And so right in the middle of it, and it's going to be just like a very nice hotel room with, with beds and TVs and bathrooms. And it's actually going to have another neat feature. Right now, you can uh, go on YouTube and Google Fitzgerald Chicken Cam, and uh, we've got a camera that will show you the, the live picture of the chicken. So we people had asked about watching it being built and that type of thing. So we've got a camera that you can Google Fitzgerald Wild Chicken Cam and you'll see a live picture of our chicken. So once that gets finished, once we complete it, we're actually gonna take that camera, put it in the very top of the 62 foot chicken and it's gonna rotate around the city so that you can see the entire city, which I think is pretty cool. And a lot of people that are from Fitzgerald that don't live here anymore think it's pretty cool too because they can see their city wherever they are. But building the world's largest topiary chicken naturally comes with some challenges. Definitely challenges because we're doing something or they're doing something that's never been done before. And and I love those types of challenges. But but initially, finding um, engineers uh, to to do this, finding engineers that understood uh, how we wanted it built, you know, that we wanted to use, you know, that we didn't want to use steel that came from Japan that we're not going to be able to get from six months, that we wanted to use all American steel, that we wanted to use everything American in this chicken, uh, that uh, uh, it's just a large, and then people thinking when you hear topiary, and once they find it, you know, people, well, it's just going to be a big chicken bush. <laughs> I get that a lot. And, and how hard is it going to be maintained? Is your public works, you know, are they going to be able to keep it trimmed? Are they just a lot of the unknown questions? And so the challenges early on were just when we initially told engineers and we initially told developers and people, here's what we want to do. There was just no uh, precedent. There was nothing to go back on to look at to see how we did this. So it's been a, a ground from the ground floor up, uh, a new venture. And uh, when you go to the chicken cam and you and you look at it, you'll see the gigantic white part underneath the the, the, the steel structure. And I mean, it almost looks like a gigantic diving board. And then they're building the chicken all around it. Uh, and it's it's pretty neat. I mean, I'm not gonna. I have a business degree. I'm not. I'm no engineer by by any means. But it's been pretty neat and exciting to watch this thing go up. And I have people every day say, Hey, I was out there today and I saw and I stopped and watched them build the chicken for a while and it's looking so great and i try to stay off social media when i see some of those posts because <laughs> some of them are all great and then some of them go the other way and they want to fuss about it you know and so uh but it, it's exciting i mean the overall uh the overall uh, uh 
perception of it, it, it has become positive. Uh, and, and I think it's going to grow once they see the finished project and once they see the people that it's bringing to our town. Someone asked me the other day, do you think that this, this uh, chicken is going to bring industry to town? No. That now, when people come here looking to, to put a plant here or, or a type of industry here, one of the things they ask us about is attractions. But no, that's why I'm, I'm building this for tourism. This is, this is for our tourism department. There's going to be a big billboard on, on the interstate uh, 20 minutes from Fitzgerald. And I don't exactly know what it's going to say yet, but it's going to be a big, big arrow with the world's largest topiary this way. And you're listening to Jim Puckett, and he is the mayor of Fitzgerald, Georgia, a rural hamlet south of Atlanta. And of course, what I love about this country is just how, well, fun we are and how silly we can be and how we just want to do things. And my goodness, Mayor Puckett did something trying to build and erect the largest topiary chicken in the world. And he'll come in at 62 feet or she whatever the chicken's name might be. And great job, as always, to Monty Montgomery for doing the work. The story of the world's largest topiary chicken. And that's the story of Fitzgerald, Georgia, and Mayor Jim Puckett here on Our American Story. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. There's plenty to celebrate in March and Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. 
Toyota, let's go places. You're ready for a comeback. And with Purdue Global, you can do more than take classes. You can take charge of your story, of your career, of your life. Earn a degree you can be proud of and get an education employers respect. It's time, your time, not just to go back to school, but to come back and move forward with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall. And the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. We continue with our American stories and with our Opportunity America series that's sponsored by Coke Industries. More than 67,000 people across this country are employed by Coke, and there's a good chance that their work intersects with your own story in some way. The great folks at Coke make products that help improve medical devices, consumer electronics, vehicle safety, fabrics for clothing, filtration for clean water, and innovations for popular household brands. Learn more about Coke's incredible work at CokeIND.com. That's K-O-C-H-I-N-D.com. And now we go to Christina Long, the oldest of three girls born in Wichita, Kansas, to tell her own story. My mother, being an avid reader, wanted to make sure to give me and my sisters a head start in life. And so she decided if we could talk, we could read. And she taught us how to read using phonics. I remember her flashcards, but we were reading at the age of three and four. So when I went to preschool, I went to preschool reading. And I think that that set our family up, not only to demonstrate to my mother that the investment that she made by giving her all and everything to her girls paid off. For my father, you know, being the man in a house full of women, just being that constant, steady figure, providing such great just support, providing for our family financially, and then also, you know, just really pouring into his girls, treating us no different than if he had sons. He was so proud of us, and he made sure that everybody knew who his three girls were. We grew up in a neighborhood where it was not safe to play outside. So our home was our cocoon, our home was our base, and our home was our heartbeats. Me and my sisters, you know, the games that we would play, we would play store, we would draw. We have incredible art skills in our family, and so being able to just tell stories, listen to music, music was a constant in my household. It was just really a powerfully close upbringing, and it was a special childhood. I went to an elementary school where I was tested in kindergarten as gifted and talented. And as a result, because I could read, I remember teachers not necessarily knowing what to do with me. And so I would often get sat in a corner with 
encyclopedias to read and, and book sets to read while the regular students were going through their lessons. And so it came a point where I was able to go ahead and go into gifted classes. And I remember my gifted classes being on the bottom level of the elementary school that I was bused to for desegregation purposes. So I was bused 40 minutes away from my neighborhood school and my neighborhood into a predominantly white school. And I remember with my classes, when it was time for me to go to my gifted courses, I would have to walk downstairs. And I was the only black student in a class full of white students. And although I could read extraordinarily, I was not great at math. It took me longer to catch on. And I remember the teacher um, thumping my head during courses because I wasn't able to catch on to some math concepts pretty, pretty keenly. He called me dumb and stupid and things like that. And it was tough, you know, it, it was tough. And it also played the other way. One time during parent-teacher conferences, one teacher, I still know his name, in middle school told my parents that I was doing just fine in class. And when he pulled my report card out of the folder to show them, I had a C in math. C's were not allowed in my house. My mother said, what do you mean just fine? There's a C on her report card. Oh, that's average, my daughter's not average. She can do better, so what needs to happen in order for this grade to be raised? That's the kind of household I was raised in. When I was young, being able to read, being able to you know, comprehend, being able to use a vocabulary and things like that, sometimes I was teased, sometimes I was talked about and called you know, stuck up or better than. However, again, like I just shared with you in some of the other circles that I was in, being only black, then it was I could never learn quickly enough. So, that's another reason why home was important because home we were celebrated for who we were. Home was safe for who we were and home helped to prepare us for the world outside. My parents created a difference. They really created. Yeah. So all of that was packed into us, me, my sister, Jana, and my youngest sister, Lori. And we carried that from our little corner of the hood at 19th and Ash in a home that maybe was 900 square feet, but was filled with love. We carried that through our school. We carried that through our church and on through various areas that life took us. And I experienced East High in all of its glory. East High is one of the largest high schools in Wichita. It's the oldest as well. And it was in Vicki Churchman's journalism class where I was able to break away from this idea of trying so hard then to fit in. After all these years of not fitting in, high school was where I decided to try to fit in. So I would be the little class clown. And she finally pulled me aside and told me, Christina, you know, this isn't you. And if you want to be who I believe you can be in this course, then I need you to cut out all the classroom antics and I need you to just be who you are. And that's all that she had to tell me because she ended the conversation saying, and who I believe you to be is the editor of this newspaper. She didn't have to say anything else to me. And so I was able to be the editor of the East High Messenger which was really great because it allowed me to begin to truly walk in my purpose, a purpose that I believed I found and discovered in the eighth grade prior to entering high school and meeting Vicki Churchman, 
when two reporters from the Wichita Eagle came to visit my eighth grade class and uh, they shared more information about what it meant to be a reporter and they invited those of us who wanted to to come up to the newsroom and visit and just kind of check it out and take a tour and so i took them up on that invitation and i tell you when i walked into the wichita eagle it was then at its old location which it's no longer there anymore but it was 825 east douglas but being able to go in and walk and meet the print guys the big giant presses, they were running and you could smell the newspaper ink and you could see the ink stains on their overalls and, and see the ink on their, on their hands as they reached them out to shake our hands. And it was just an incredible experience. Went up to the second floor and that's where the sales and classified ads committees were and, and the employees were. And so to be able to hear them, you know, making deals and selling newspaper ads, mocking up ads and designing them, that was great. But it was the third floor. That was the newsroom. When we opened up or stepped off of the elevator, actually, into the newsroom, you could hear the police scanners going off. You could see the bustle and the hustle of the reporters and all of these voices just talking all at the same time. And it was so energetic and so lively. And I was like, oh my goodness, I, I want to be here. And so when Vicki Churchman back at East High told me I had an opportunity to be the editor of the newspaper, I did what I needed to do so that I could live that life and experience what I experienced professionally when I stepped off of that elevator in eighth grade. And what a voice and a story you're hearing. And by the way, the primacy of family and importance, you can hear it in Christina's voice. Our home, she said about what her parents created, was a cocoon, a base, a heartbeat. She lived in a neighborhood where it was dangerous to be outside. But my goodness, being taught to read by the age of three and four, remarkable. Home was safe. I was celebrated. My parents created a difference, she said, almost holding back the tears. And if you want to make a difference in this world, the biggest one, be a good parent. When we come back, more of Christina Long's story. Our Opportunity America series continues here on Our American Stories. Discover BetMGM, the betting app sports fans in the Capital Region turn to for nonstop action all winter long. Take the excitement of football, basketball, and hockey to the next level with same-game parlays, exclusive signature bets, odds boost promos, and much more. Plus, now you can sign in, place bets, and manage your cash balance under the same BetMGM account in D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. With the same username and password throughout the DMV, it's never been easier to play with the king of sportsbooks. Download the BetMGM app today. BetMGM is an authorized gaming partner of the NBA and an official sports betting partner of the NHL. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Please gamble responsibly. BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Washington, D.C. only. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex-
National Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. You're ready for a comeback. And with Purdue Global, you can do more than take classes. You can take charge of your story, of your career, of your life. Earn a degree you can be proud of and get an education employers respect. It's time, your time, not just to go back to school, but to come back and move forward with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. Smart journalism, fascinating topics, words that describe CNN's podcast, The Assignment with Audie Cornish. We are revisiting the public school culture wars. What have we learned from the kids who fought against book bans? We really started the club to get students reading these books. Students have an opinion in this fight, too. How has the war over books sparked a backlash to the so-called parents' rights movement? It's not okay what they're doing and they're being watched. Listen to The Assignment with Audie Cornish, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. And we continue with Our American Stories and with Christina Long's story. Christina fulfilled her childhood dream of working at the Wichita Eagle, but layoffs started hitting the industry. She got a job at Wichita Public Schools, started her own t-shirt and design company on the side, and we return to Christina on the Chamber of Commerce asking her for help in catalyzing even greater entrepreneurship in their beloved city. When I came to the table, they already decided that they wanted to do something to activate African-Americans in entrepreneurship in Wichita, but they did not know what to do. I was like, well, I know the people, but they don't know these service providers. I was able to benefit from service providers such as the Kansas Small Business Development Center because when I changed my company from a t-shirt company to a graphic design company, I didn't do that by myself. I did it with the help of mentoring and coaching from the KSBDC. So I thought if we were able to get service partners together with these African-American entrepreneurs to make the relationships and the connections real, then maybe those entrepreneurs would take it upon themselves to be able to grow the relationships that they had started at an event and the service providers would be more comfortable being able to serve and execute for these entrepreneurs who they might not otherwise see. So I conceptualized what 
was called the Create Campaign. It was a half-day forum at Wichita State University where there were workshops, speakers, and things of that nature. The Entrepreneurship Task Force felt like we would get about 35 black entrepreneurs out and we would be able to follow them to see if they actually acted upon the relationships that they began at that event. We got 77 black entrepreneurs that day and largely because of all of the relationships I carry with me. But the interesting thing about it is the African-American entrepreneurs began calling me <laughs> asking me, Christina, this was a fantastic forum. What's next? How do I really grow my business? And all of these questions kept coming. Now, I was only in business for two years before this forum took place. The forum happened in 2015. Remember, I started my company, my t-shirt company in 2013, and it changed to a graphic design company in 2014. That's it. That was all the entrepreneurship experience I had. So yes, I put together this event, but I had no idea how to help a plumber grow his company. That was beyond my wheelhouse. However, the calls did not stop, and I knew that somebody had to answer. So with a lot of support from Gary O'Borney and other mentors along the way for me, I decided, well, we can do the Create Campaign Forum again. So we were not attracting at that time 77 entrepreneurs, we had more than 200 people on site. By 2017, we knew two events or one event a year wasn't enough. So I went ahead and created six months worth of programming. And we were only bound by my capacity because I was doing all of this while running my company while at that time working for Wichita Public Schools. And something had to give. So I remember around 2016, 2017, when I said, you know, I can't continue to do this pace. My business was starting to cut into my work time. I'd have to take time off or work on my lunch break. And it was just beginning to be a 24 hour cycle of work. That was no good for me and it was no good for my family. So I had to be able to make a choice. And so I said, it's time for me to make a leap. But in order to make a leap, I have to make up a certain percent of my income with my business or else I cannot make that leap. March 4th of 20, was it 16 or 17 now? The years kind of blur together, but I was able to actually put in my two weeks notice from Wichita Public Schools on the date that I had said, and that was March 4th. And that's symbolic to me because I was marching forth into a new destiny. The amazing thing about this is we were also seeing growth in people's businesses as well along the way. So this wasn't just a good time getting together to network. People were actually launching LLCs the right way. They're actually growing and securing investor capital into their business. We were able to create a microloan fund that was specific to minority entrepreneurs that didn't require collateral, that dropped the credit requirement to a score of 540, which was about 100 points lower than a traditional financial institution because my whole goal is and was and remains. We want to be a complement to the entrepreneurship ecosystem, not a competitor. That is my method and my motto. We had a grant opportunity that allowed us to be able to provide contractor education for minority contractors in trades fields, landscaping, tree trimming, hauling. Well, contractors who went through our programming were then able to have right of first refusal to perform exterior home improvement and property repair projects for Central Northeast Wichita, which tends to be highly diverse and highly impoverished. 
at no cost to the homeowners who are benefiting from that work. What that did was it allowed companies that were being negatively impacted financially because of COVID to receive guaranteed contracts while also being able to improve properties. Some of them were preparing to let go of insurance because insurance threatened to pull coverage on their homes because they had an issue that needed to be solved that they were unable to solve for financial reasons or even code violations that some of these homeowners are elderly and they just couldn't get the work done. We were able to remedy that for them. During that time period, because of that grant and subsequent support from sponsors such as Coke Industries, they really stepped up to help us reach even more homes. We were able to do more than $63,000 in contracts for those contractors, and we are continuing to improve upon those homes for those elderly persons and those who financially could not afford that type of improvement to happen in their homes. I look at my classmates, those who were on the path of success, many of them have left. They're enjoying amazing careers in places like Atlanta and Dallas. And those of us who have chosen to stay, it almost seems like we've, we've selected sacrifice in some ways because we are the chosen few. It seems like the handful who have the old soul and who are really uh, tapped to lead. And then I look at the other side of the equation though, and that I have so many classmates of mine who are gone. They are dead, some are in jail, some are just in despair. And it didn't have to be that way. It did not, we all came from the same few blocks who I'm speaking about. And to see the different roads that life has taken us. Um, one thing, again, I have to credit the, the disruptor to that for, for me and my, my family were my parents. Without them, I am not who I am. The sacrifices they made to be able to give us a great life, especially now as an adult, carrying multiple responsibilities outside of my home and having three children, me and my husband, being able to see what my parents created in the life that they made for us out of little much is sometimes how we describe it. Being able to see it on this side as a parent, it took effort. It, it really took effort and I, and I appreciate them in a whole nother level because being a parent is a gift. And even though it's a gift, there is a responsibility that you have to yes, those young people, but you have a lot of things that you have to be able to navigate and juggle in order to give them the life that you believe that they should live. So for me, I did not want my children to have to go through the 19th and Nash experiences that I went through. But in order to do that, I have to work so hard to make sure that we are not paycheck to paycheck, that we can actually afford to live where we live. And me trying to do my best to make sure that they had their attention. So I would work, this was back in juggling the school district in my business. I would work all day and then I would make sure to come home, cook for them, even though I hate cooking, <laughs> come home, cook for them, ask them about their days, plug in, dial into them, and then hurry up and get them into bed between 8.30 and nine so that I could work until two, three, and four in the morning and do it all over again the next day. And I remember that, um, 
one time I asked my kids, I always ask them, am I doing a good job as a parent? Because I love to hear, you know, what I can do better as a parent, what I'm doing well. I love for my kids to talk uh, to me and converse with me in that regard. But for my birthday one year, I asked them if they would write me letters. And so they were like, you're a great mommy, we love you. But we notice when you put us to bed, you stay up and you work. And when you don't get enough sleep, you're cranky. And I never wanted my kids to feel like they're second or third to the work. And so course correcting through that time, that absolutely mattered. But to create a space where our children feel like they are the bee's knees was the first thing that came to my mind. So I'm gonna stick with it. <laughs> that means something and it takes effort. And I truly can appreciate what my parents built for us because now I'm responsible for doing the same for, for my children. And our Opportunity America series, as always, is brought to us by the great folks at Koch Industries. Go to K-O-C-H-I-N-D.com to learn more. And to learn more about and support the work of Christina's nonprofit, the Create Campaign, go to createcampaigns.com. Christina Long's story here on Our American Story. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like when the tailgate party shows up at your house after the big win. Everything's great until the hot plate gets too hot for the tablecloth. Now your kitchen's up in smoke. And if you don't have the right home insurance coverage, the cost to fix this could sideline your savings. So switch to Allstate, save money, and get protected from mayhem like this. Not available in every state based on coverage selected, subject to terms, conditions, and availability. Savings vary. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. And that makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. What's out there is unknown. So at UC San Diego, out we go. Because to take on the challenges of the here and now, you got to get your feet wet, your eyes open, and your mind out there. Way out there. Turning the unknown into cures, culture, and connections with each step forward. So pack a bag, a notebook, and some sandals and get ready to look far and think further. UC San Diego. Learn more at ucsd.edu.